Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps. Hi, Shane. Hi, Chris. Welcome back. Hey, Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Uh, lap 42, is that what you're telling me? I think so. We've done so many, I've blacked out. Oh, you did? Oh, well, wake up. From the G-forces. Wake up. All right, so today we have Patrick, like always, from Florida. And what more do you need? Probably not a lot, dude. Not a lot. You took a recent trip, though, to California, and I was looking at your Instagram, and you were partaking in in and out which is one of Shane and I's favorites. Double-double, grilled onions, that's Shane's love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do the animal style, just because I'm a big fan of pickles. So, well, I mean, you know. So how was your in and out experience? You should always worry about anybody who doesn't like pickles. Yeah. Matter of fact, how was your flying experience? Because the last time I flew, it sucked in June. It was terrible. So the in and out experience, as always, was great. Um, when is it not? Yeah. Rarely. Um, and an, Ameri- an America-loving corporation that we should all support if there is one anywhere near close to you. Yeah. So my flying experience, you know, I used to love traveling. and Flying was great. Yeah. But under the current guise of insert expletive here uh <laughs> flying is not fun anymore no it flying sure isn't dude not fun anymore because of having to keep a mask on all the time and it's just not comfortable pretty much no matter what kind of mask you have <coughs> and speaking of masks and, and now too what the funny thing is so if you're not flying in first class the airlines are not serving you most of the airlines they're not serving you alcohol mm-hmm you can get a Coke or something, but no alcoholic right. beverages for anybody outside the privileged first class. And you pick one now through they, four now. There's no, now, It's like you, you don't get all the different stuff. It's Yeah. Right. But even better than that is they had, I noticed all these signs up saying it's against federal law for you to bring alcohol, on, your own alcohol on board an airplane. So basically people. Oh, like they're me, sneaking in the little bottles. We'll keep keep a few mini bottles yeah. on my laptop bag because for situations like that. Well, now they're like, oh no, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's against federal law, and I'm trying to figure out now how you... exactly that's against federal law. But so be it. What, what is it? The 1920s again? Yeah, prohibition. Did you did you get popped going through uh, security with it, or well, you just buy, on you... the plane? Because no. if you made it through security, then you buy them in the gift shop. Yeah, yeah, so what are you supposed to booze up before well, you get on? Well, your neighbor tattles on you, probably. Your seat neighbor. God, well, you just got to be, or someone, you know, if someone's not smart about it, they'll get their soda or whatever from, you know, the, the stewardess. Oh, yeah, and then pour and it then in. And they won't wait until the person is out of sight before they add their own booze into it. So then, yeah. of course, that person sees it, and they're like, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, People know, need to mind be, their own business, man. Yeah. That's why I like and traveling with you in a car. You can get through security with mini bottles because they're not larger than the specified ounces for, right. you know, oh, liquids. Oh, yeah. That's right. Maybe you're just drinking before so, you get yeah. on. But, but I think Shane's right. You can get the booze at the, the airport. Shop. Yeah. 
after after not the trip. Always. Not all airports mm. have oh. mini bottles, though. It depends. Mm. Well, then you so got to get that big stuck bottle. With the big bottle. Yeah, big <laughs> bottle. Uh, that reminds well, me. Big booty hoe. That reminds me, and I don't want anybody to think that uh, you know I'm a bad guy. Uh-huh. But we used to go to a lot of hockey games here in San Diego. Hockey? Yeah, we have hockey here at uh, San Diego, okay? But we used to sneak in a bottle of Captain Morgan's. And one time, I won't mention her name, but my wife was the one that snuck the bottle in. And as she put it down on the ground, it started to roll away. Oh, and it rolled shoot. underneath multiple people's chairs, and it went ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-tang. Boom. No, it didn't break. Oh, wow. The guy three rows ahead of us handed it back to us and said, I want one. Awesome. And we said, okay. There you go. These 750 milliliters <laughs> snuck into a hockey game. That was the old days. So, yeah, that was the old days. But, uh, yeah, flying dude is just brutal. Like, I would drive in a car, not with just anybody. But with you, yeah. I would drive in a car anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we've done multiple no, trips to Vegas. And then, of course, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I know you guys aren't going this year. No. But I'll have to be, I'm going to have to be at SEMA in another week. And so that means more flying and, and fun oh, with that. Yeah. yeah. So you fly straight out of Tampa? Yeah, yeah. I actually had direct flights from Tampa to LAX. Actually, just they Ooh. just instituted it. Was you nice. couldn't pay me to go to LAX. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, I would have much rather flown into Ontario because the convention center where Off Road Expo me... was at this year, the Ontario Convention yeah. Center is literally right next to the airport. Yeah. But to fly into Ontario was an extra four hundred dollars. It's like not worth it. L- let me get. Let me give you a heads up. LAX is so bad that Customs and Border Protection, the undercover guys, dress up as homeless people. You're kidding me. No. The undercover guys dress up as homeless people because they can blend in so easily because the homeless people invade the whole airport. Now, what's interesting Ooh. is, so I didn't really see that while I was going through LAX. The biggest thing with LAX right now is all the damn construction around it. It's a mm-hmm. freaking mess. Yeah. It'll be like that for the next 25 years. It's a big remote parking garage that has like a tram going from it right to the terminal. I'm pretty yeah. sure that yeah, it'll, so. it'll, that construction will be going on for the next 25 years. It'll be like 20 years over over budget yeah. time wise, and then uh, and then like 10 times over budget money wise. They're probably still working on the same stuff that uh, when I flew out from my honeymoon 20 years ago. Probably, yeah. So, hey, um, I'll shift but gears. In and out, there is a great oh, in and out that's literally right next to LAX. It's oh, the yeah. best one to eat at because you pretty much you go, you eat, you sit outside, and you get a free air show while you're eating your food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is a good Been one. Been to that one. It's just weird. Like when I worked for Coke, people flew in and they're like, oh, In and Out. Well, there's In and Out right there, there at LAX. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't, I would never go back there again because, man, it is just hateful. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, anything yeah. LA is bad. It's, it's, not, it's not joyful. Dodgers, well, Lakers. I, I've flown in, in the area, I've flown into LAX. John Wayne and Ontario and Ontario. John Wayne John is Wayne. nice. John Wayne's yeah. good. Yeah. Much, yeah, much better to fly into than LAX in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I love John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah, he was really good in the Guns of Navarone. Oh yeah. Just te- yeah, just mm-hmm. testing you. You guys can't see this. I think, I think Harrison Ford was in that the, movie, wasn't yeah, he? I, I was just <laughs> testing him. Yeah. You can't see Patrick, but he just smacked himself in the face. 
My, no, favorite, my favorite movie, Rio Grande is a great one, okay, if we're talking John Wayne movies. I like McClintock. Yeah. Sands of Iwo Jima is a great one, mm-hmm. okay? Green hey, Berets. There's a bunch of different ones, mm-hmm. uh, which leads me to tell you a funny story, and then we'll get on to talking about cars, because that's what you guys want to hear. My parents split up when I was eight, and my dad remarried. And he remarried a lady that's, let's say, a little bit more liberal than my dad, who was conservative, who grew up on Westerns and John Wayne and that kind of stuff. I brought up John Wayne as a kid because my dad and I watched a lot of movies. I brought up John Wayne as a kid. I was probably 12 or 13, and someone had to butt in and say, John Wayne was just a spokesperson for the U.S. government. And I said, no, he wasn't. And then she said, well, what was he? I said, he was a national hero and a treasure. And I looked over, and my dad's got a massive smile on his face. He's like, that's my my boy. boy. You know? (laughs) So that's my John Wayne story. That's Uh, awesome. Should we shift gears? Yeah. Let's shift gears. (laughs) I got a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. Um... And one of this first one is kind of almost like I'm going to ask you guys if you think it's a conspiracy theory. So Ford Maverick, in my opinion, like that's a darn ugly truck. I know I bag a lot on Chevy's trucks, but I'm not real big fan of the Maverick. What's his platform? Is it the Ranger? I think it's on the same one as my Escape, dude. Honest oh, to God. Oh, really? Is it's it- actually. <clears throat> The new Maverick, it's it's not. It's it's a new platform okay. that they're basically using for other stuff. But oh. Shane, it's a, it's a full unibody. Huh. Shane, this is a very small car, but it's interesting that the hybrid mm-hmm. that's coming out for 2022, the hybrid is, Maverick, hybrid oh. Maverick is almost sold out. Wow. Ford just announced, like, if you want one of these, you better come and buy one because it's being Got sold out. Fanboys. So not maybe, that maybe not, that's their new angle with the vehicles is trying to make them like exclusive, you know. Well, the, I started to right? think like, okay, you know, it wouldn't be part of the special so few to have a hybrid truck, but I'm not for all about the electric blah blah blah. I don't know. But what I happens, really what think happens that, when your batteries catch on fire out in the middle of the trail? You burn down the forest. I really think that there's something going on. The gas prices, I think they're holding them high, so people buy more electric cars. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they couldn't pass the Green New Deal. Yeah, and they're going to force it on you. I knew Patrick would have some thoughts on this, and that's why I brought it up. But I, I just think they're going to keep gas high, so people go out and then they spend the money on electric car. Tesla is yeah. like record sales right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay, and I get it. Record sales in California or across the country? Across the country. Oh wow! But I get it. Like, but you start to do the math. And how much a tank of gas costs mm. over the life of a car versus the cost of the electric car, not to mention the electric to charge it yeah. and the batteries that are going to end up in, in the landfill. landfill at some it, point. Yeah. I, but I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Call it's, me Mel Gibson. Yeah. <clears throat> that uh, gas prices are being held high so people buy more electric cars because Probably. they can't get the thing done. That's, so that's what they yeah. want to do. Patrick? Well, instead of polluting the instead of polluting the earth with the uh, with the emissions from the cars, they want to pollute it with the lithium from the batteries. Well, I just, I mean, I think everybody's in agreement for that. But yeah. I mean, Patrick sent me a thing the other day 
Gas in Florida was like what three seventy nine. Oh no, uh, no, it was cheaper. Three twenty six. I filled up. Jeez. We normally look at premium, but yeah. But anyway, I, it was over five bucks a gallon the last time I filled up. Premium right now here is about three eighty, about three eighty ish. Yeah, around yeah, we're there. just we're right at four ninety nine. I mean, am I speaking like, out of the left side of my mouth? Is it three eighty nine a gallon too? Am I speaking Dude. out of the left side of my mouth to say that there's some conspiracy theory to why we keep the gas prices high? Because no. we're back in the winter blend. We're, we're no more summer blend. Yeah. Oh, for here, yeah. Well, they haven't even done that changeover yet, too, to the best of my knowledge. Mm. So there's a few things. And we'll we'll push back talking about the Maverick and its unattractiveness along yeah. with other things. So we'll save that for last. So with the gas prices, uh, one huge part of that is the taxes that everybody's dealing with. And you guys have the worst mm-hmm. as far as gas taxes go. Yeah. Si, senor. All right. I think, I think California is well over a dollar per gallon. It might be a dollar and a half per gallon of just taxes. But it's not, fuel. yeah, it's it not, might be closer to yeah. And it's not reflected in the state of our roads. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, no. So, but, um, but you have this thing where you can see the direct correlation with, okay, we had a political, we had, Political part, new political party takeover in the election last year. And there's that direct correlation where as soon as they came in and they started enacting new policies, gas prices started creeping up. Mm-hmm. And where we had been, we didn't need any importing of oil for making gas. We didn't need, we didn't need it because we were producing our own. We were yeah. actually exporting. We had so much. Yeah. So those rules are changed. And... Gas prices start going up more, ending up pipelines, whatnot. So you've got that. Now they're trying to say, oh, well, gas prices are going up because demand is going up. And and that, you know, natural in natural economics, it could be, because that's what during the pandemic helped decrease gas prices was the fact that hardly anybody was driving, so yeah. demand had fallen way off for fuel. But that's only going to go so far, and currently, right now, that is not the real. That's not the main reason why gas prices are so high. It's we're having to bring more in. OPEC has said they're not going to touch output, even after our current president decided to go begging to them to increase output or artificially lower prices. You know, mm-hmm. so because OPEC is like, hey, we're back to making a ton of money on on oil now. Yeah. We're not going to mess Cha-ching. with that. Yeah. So th- th- there's been some deliberate things, and I think there's merit to considering that. Okay, we know there's this sect that everybody, you know, everybody's getting woke, and we need to be all EVs and get rid of these e- evil internal combustion engines yeah. you know, and everything else. You've seen it with GM, you've seen it with Ford, mm-hmm. seen it with Chrysler, you know. So you have it, and and it would not surprise me that there's that group inside going, hey, we keep these fuel prices real high. People are going to go electric because one of the reasons why people resisted spending more to do an electric previously was how you just, you know, that cost, the extra cost of getting the full electric vehicle, and when does it pay for itself for not having to necessarily buy gas? Or in the case of a hybrid, you're buying less gas. When does that pay for that extra ten to twenty thousand dollars, give or take, premium? Yeah, for buying a hybrid. So now it's like, okay, we're just gonna force people to do this, whether they like it or not, by mm-hmm. shoving gas back up to four dollars a gallon. And because yeah. you remember, 
when all that happened in 08, remember 08, I mean, you guys, I'm sure remember in 08, oh, yeah. 07, 08, when gas got stupid ridiculous and hybrid, hybrid sales went through the roof. Toyota was selling every Prius they could get off the line. Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, with gas being 4 or $5 a gallon, and we're talking regular, not even premium, Yeah. everybody's like, well, this is going to pay for itself because I only have to fill up like once a month, mm -hmm. and, and it'll pay for itself. Well, and the same thing with a lot of diesel vehicles were because you had a lot of diesel-powered cars that were cars, mind you, that were very fuel efficient. But a diesel option is an extra five, six grand at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so you end up, with when when the prices collapsed everybody was like okay this isn't paying me any dividends now i spent extra to get this mm -hmm. so we were back to that again where it's like why would i want to spend extra for a hybrid necessarily or an ev when gas is so cheap gas mm -hmm. is two dollars a gallon pretty much yeah. or lower in a lot yeah, of places texas well, dang at that time it was like 189 or 179 yeah, yeah. not anymore and, and I got in a discussion with some other people on a, on a Facebook group that I'm part of, of automotive writers and stuff. Patrick's getting serious now. You, you've got all this going on, and I brought up the point and was definitely got heard, heard, heard a ration from a lot of people is the yeah. fact that, yeah. okay, you're going to go EVs, and they're trying to shove everybody goes to EVs, but those EVs are dependent on a decaying, aging power grid yeah. to be able to recharge. And you guys have just seen this recently where the state issued orders to everybody asking owner EV owners not to charge their vehicles. Oh, yeah. So they didn't yeah. overload the grid during the summer yeah. and, and, and have the wires getting so hot that more fires are starting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the it's truth. Like, yes, trap you, and, trap you at home. So, so their whole thing is we want, you know, the auto manufacturers like, we're going to have nothing but new. every new model will be an EV by 2030, 2035. Mm -hmm. The problem is, that's there ain't not... no way the electrical grid in the country is going to be refitted, revamped, no. built up, and ready to handle. Yeah, could you imagine if, if everybody overnight all got EVs? It, it would crash yeah. everything. It wouldn't There's work. No, way. no. And crash and burn, math. Especially when you have the fact that that power being generated, you're restricted to, okay— majority there's there's still a ton of coal-fired electrical plants in the country, mm -hmm. but now they're trying to kill those. They won't allow the building of new nuclear power plants, which would be a great way to generate electricity yeah. and whatnot. No, it's all going to be like wind and solar and all these other like Green New Deal outlets that are not, not just not fully reliable, but also aren't capable at the time of generating enough electricity to meet the demand. Yeah. Plus, like, too, like a solar farm or a wind farm, you've got to have an immense amount of real estate. Oh, yeah. To do build that. drive through yeah. Prom Springs. I remember seeing some yeah. of them driving across from Paso Robles to Bakersfield, and there's open parts there going over towards Bakersfield, where mm -hmm. there's big fields of you know, solar farms. Yeah. But what's one of the most expensive things in California? Land. Yeah. He said Paso yeah. Robles. So, yeah. you know, it's, I think there's a fair amount that there's people who are like, okay, they're not doing this on their own, so we're going to make them do this. Mm -hmm. So getting back to my point, it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory. I think they're holding the gas prices high. Mm -hmm. My opinion. I, there's 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 validity to that discussion. As yes, there are, there's motivations to keep fuel prices high. They're sure not trying to and lower them. No. And then the other thing too is because the manufacturers have gotten all on board with the current government about we're going to go all EV and we're 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 in for this. You know, climate yeah. change, mm -hmm. climate change, climate change. 
They want the government to keep those fuel prices high because then people they will sell buy those cars. The, yeah. car, the, the EVs that they're scheduling to build. Yeah. Crazy, man. And that's why, honestly, in the future, the used car market and and re and the the and the what will become a revamped market for refitting, restoring, rebuilding older vehicles. And by older, I mean stuff built in the 21st century that's fuel yeah. powered. Yeah, that's going to blossom into a new thing because there's going to be people like, hey, I don't want an EV. I want something that's independent of electricity. Yeah, I want yeah. to use cordless. Gas yeah, true. Well. Did you want to so, get a Did you want to get a dig in there on how ugly the truck is? Because I know we always give you a hard time in those Chevys. Let's, let's let's move on to just talking about the new Ford Maverick. All right, let, we'll just focus on that. One, I've I've seen a lot of stuff, and people say putting the Maverick name on it. Eh. Yeah, that, that car. Was I mean, for a lot of, of us, we hear Maverick and we think of the '70s car. Oh yeah. Shane thinks of Tom Cruise and with uh, with his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sign Same me up so but um the truck is it doesn't look good no and and it seems to be a body style too that the look varies on color like what color it's painted definitely has an effect on the look of it and i remember that something like that was when the fifth gen camaro first came out that car a certain color would make it either look great or it look oh. not yeah, I, I see a picture of it now. It's it's the Ford Ridgeline. Basically, I it's I was gonna say that, but I didn't want anybody to. It is a full unibody pickup. It is a full unibody pickup. Now, is it an escape with a tailgate? Others have said too is you look at the size of that. That should have been the new Ford Ranger. That's what yeah. I thought. That should have been the new Ford Ranger, and the current Ranger should not have been built. Because current. now you've got the same situation where people look at the new Ranger mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, I can either spend the same amount or a little more and get a full-size F-150 that can do more than this Ranger. Yeah. yeah. You can barely fit a couple of motorcycles in the back to hang out on the tailgate. You know, so so you've got that. So the Maverick doesn't look good. And you are right, no. Chris. The, the current generation of GM full-size trucks don't look good either. They're wow, you heard good. it here first. The Ford is a better-looking truck. Oh my gosh! But he won't say that no, it runs I, better. Yeah, I, I fully admit, I freely admit that. But um, but you mm. know the concept of the Maverick, okay? Because, but this was Ford screw up. They abandoned the small pickup market when they killed the Ranger. Yeah, they, they let the they let the Ranger rot on the vine for years with no major updates, no refresh, no real refresh or anything. Mm. The Ranger that when the Ranger production ended in 2012, it was still using the same doors and cabs, the same doors and cab structure that they debuted in 1993, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That was after okay. they changed the body. And, so. and, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that on my dad's 95 is the same, that was still the same on the last year of the, Ford, of the, the real Ford Ranger production. Mm hmm. And they never really, I mean, they, they never did anything. Ford just let it wither and die, like the Crown Vic. I oh. mean, the Crown Vic didn't see anything past, nope. was it, I think 04 was the last time that Ford ever really did any any sort of updating on the Crown Vic. Most now, popular thing on the Crown Vic is everybody wants the front suspension. Yeah, now. And also the rear suspension with the Watt links, Watts links set up yep. in the later ones. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you Shout think, out to the do, Craig. Do you, realize, do you realize on the Crown Vic... The Crown Vic never got the three valve four six. 
till the last day they were produced, the Crown Vic was still using the two-valve 4.6 mod motor, the mm. power with power-improved heads and everything. They never even updated the engine to the three-valve series. Mm. It's crazy, man. So, but it's 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 disappointing, you know, because there is a market for the small for a small pickup. People are buying places they want they want that ability to haul small loads, whatnot. Like the old Ranger and its six foot bed. You can do a lot with that six foot bed. So people kind of want that. They don't want necessarily a huge truck, especially if the place they have isn't very big, driveway's not big, and a mm. lot of the garages aren't big on some of these places. So you can't even fit a newer Ranger or F one fifty in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, you could leave the so, Tacoma and, dream and away and just get a Ranger. Well that's Toyota, the Tacoma is still pretty much, that's still a small pickup. And the Nissan Frontier is right there, too. They're redoing that one. It actually looked okay. But that's that's coming out. Yeah, that's the first refresh, major refresh revamp they've done on the Nissan since the mid-2000s, like 2006 or 2008. I got a good friend that dumped the Frontier to get an F-150, and he couldn't have been happier. Mm -hmm. He did get the shorter bed, though, but hey, whatever. Hey, uh, so, but moving on. Uh, yeah. So we complain a lot about the government having too much on us here in the U.S. But in, in the Europe, U.S. or in California, well, it's different. It's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. So in Germany, uh-huh. a young man, 23 years old, decided to go into the town square. And burn off a few donuts. And by few, I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. The police you showed mean, the up. The town square, you mean like the center of the city? Yes. The Zentrum, yeah. yeah well, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have a German wife. Yeah. Donuts in the town square. Cops show up. Mm-hmm. And he said he blacked out. And With just. The, on the gas pedal? Well, yes. Well, just basically blacked out like he didn't realize, like, instead of stopping for the police like you're supposed to, uh-huh. he just ran from them. Oh. He was going through the town, uh-huh. small town, yeah. at a hundred and twenty uh, kilometers an hour, which so is like it's not very fast, so, yeah. seventy-four yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. But talking about like <clears throat> down these small streets. Yeah. Anyway, he realized what's happened. He pulls over into a fire department, mm-hmm. turns the car off, gets out, mm-hmm. and basically hands the police to the wallet. He gets in trouble. He's cited. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Um, he has to pay a fine. Now the but, fi- now the fines are interesting there because they're based off how much you make per year. Well, his the more you make, the more you pay. I'm not sure if this is the case because his fine was over eight thousand dollars, and then the judge uh-huh. told him that he has three months to sell his BMW 440i. <laughs> Probably his prized possession. Basically, you no longer yeah. have the right to own this car. He yeah. lost his license for over six months. Mm-hmm. And they told him, you have three months to sell this car. Mm, interesting. One of the reasons was the police said that they could not keep up to the BMW uh-huh. safely. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the kicker of it all mm. is the judge asked, like, why did you do this? Mm. And he cited that the pandemic had stressed him out. <laughs> so nice. he was throwing COVID in there. That could be a, actually a great defense. So nine grand, you gotta sell your rig. Yeah. What happens if you're upside down on your rig? You're not. You're gonna lose money, then have to pay. But yes. All for doing donuts. Yeah. 
Now, can you imagine if Blake would have gotten in that much trouble? Oh, yeah. He was doing a little more that's than a difference. That's a difference. That's a difference with freedom in the U.S. Yeah. as opposed to freedom in Europe. Anyway, it's, uh, different. it's different there. Probably one of his buddies got yeah. a real screaming deal to buy that car from him. Wink, yeah. wink. No, yeah, yeah, he'll buy it back in a while. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to jump into a few things here, and uh, on the next podcast, we'll talk about that new Chevrolet motor. Okay, Mr. Patrick. Oh yeah. Because uh, I know you're excited about that. Uh, there's one there's one dealer that's already put them up for sale reserves for a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my and gosh. Not, actually bid on that one. Oh uh, my is, isn't, gosh. Isn't the uh, what's the next motor down, the next next biggest one they have? Isn't that one only like twelve thousand dollars? It's like the sixteen five, grand. The five seventy two yeah. big block would be the next one down. Yeah, it's like geez. sixteen grand. Or yeah, something like that. Jeez. But let's save a little of that because I mean Crazy. I think it's it's worth a big discussion because they're they're oh, yeah, no, it's they're definitely so sticking their foot in the door. I'm the first one with this motor. Well, that's I'm the also case the too. first dummy that paid hundred grand. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. Okay, the first question here comes from a man named John. Van der... Can you pronounce the last thing? I put my glasses on. Shane needs his glasses. I mean, I don't want to dox the guy, but that's a crazy last name. Neuven... Speaking to the mic. Neuven Husen? Oh, wow. Anyway, John has a question, and I thought it was a good one. We don't normally talk about motorcycles on here, and we should, because motorcycles are important as well, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, he says, I'm purchasing your black wrap for my motorcycle pipes. Thank you. Uh, I've had so many black wraps that fade over time. Do you recommend an ex- an additional coverage? And I will tell you what Steve wrote on here, and we can add to it if you guys want. But Steve said, thank you for your email. That's important. You got to mm-hmm. thank him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know. Stuff gets hot. They do change. Uh, we do have kind of a darker black than most. Uh, but you can use standard engine or exhaust paint available at any local auto store to spray or respray your black wrap. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. You know, that's a simple thing. You're going to spend a lot of time wrapping a pipe. We know that. Mm-hmm. But most people do not know that, you know, it gets faded. Yeah. <coughs> But you can repaint it with engine paint. I thought yeah. that was important to know. Yeah, it's a good little tip. Little pro tip, Shane, mm-hmm. as you would like to say. Pro tip. Pro tip in your videos. By the way, uh, we're waiting for the police to come at any moment now because Shane did break into Blake Wilkie's garage. Well, I which, well, I guess they're coming now. Yeah, they're coming. Well, when they hear this, yeah, on Monday. Uh, new YouTube video. Just giving you guys the heads up. Shane breaks into Blake Wilkie's uh, garage. Bless you. Thank you, Shane. Next question is from George. George, I'm not making that up. Not Bush. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, this is a Patrick question because we're talking about LS1. Patrick, our Chevy man. What starter shield do you have for the LS1 starter? If the shield makes contact with the starter terminals... Would it cause a short? The answer that would be a yes. Part number 501071 
would fit the LS1 motor perfectly because it it, I, I, I believe that's yeah. a lava shield. All lava LS series, shield, according yeah. to Patrick. And that is the lava shield. And so there is no conductivity. Yeah, not on that. Only on the uh, on the uh, ones that have the aluminized. Yeah, so you got to be careful with yeah. that. But, you know, the, the lava is great. Uh, and, man, that's an easy upgrade. Yeah. yeah, you're good with that one. That is an easy upgrade to do. And, and if he wants to see, too, is we have our, our before and after test blog where we tested the lava starter shield on a 5th gen Camaro with an LS3. That is true. And, I, and with that thought, I recommend anybody go check out our blog. I try to tag it to Instagram as much as I can, but Patrick, our resident uh, writer, guru, master of many things, does a blog on a monthly basis, and I'll tell you what, there is some serious information in there. Mm-hmm. We don't just sell heat shields, we sell you information as well. It is jam-packed from, mm-hmm. I think... Well, we don't sell information, we give it away for free. Free! On the website! Yeah. Booyah! Free 99. Free 99. Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been writing those for how many years? You're uh, not correcting me, you're answering ooh. me. It's been, it's been, I think, about five and a half years now. Because I think it was really 2016 when we started to really, when I started to really write blogs yeah. for, the, for the page. And guess yeah. what? 2015, 2016. Jeez Louise, dude. I'm, I need to go check my pants. That was Steve jumping in. Uh, yeah. So there is yeah. five and a half years worth of blogs mm-hmm. on our website. If you have nothing to do, or if you want some serious information, go check that out. It's right at the bottom. You just click on blog. Shane is yawning. Oh. I'm boring him. Last question, and then we will get out of here. It only stands for those who are that bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Will lava shield mat be fine for a heat shield under my car hood? I'm thinking of wrapping it around my Challenger TA air duct. I fed it feeds. Sorry, it feeds air from the hood scoop into the cold air box. If you didn't know that shade, uh, it would be over the intake manifold. Will this be something I can use? The answer. I'm trying to visualize that. Well, it means so. What what model? What did he say? He had a Challenger, an RT Challenger. Yeah, it didn't really give a year, but I mean. Basic, I'm going to assume it's one of the modern ones. Yeah, basically, if you're looking to shield the intake, you want to use an IM shield. If we don't make one especially for that, I mean... We have I a universal I one. I can't imagine we don't, though, because we have one for a 5.7 5. Hemi and... Go back to his question. I think he's more concerned exactly, with the hood I scoop. I mentioned a hood. Yeah, but he also it's said... Those have, those have an air intake in the hood itself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was saying that, but we were just saying like, look, if you're gonna do the air intake on your car, you the intake, else. yeah, yeah, uh, lava shield will work. Yeah, uh, but just, you might you might be better with the sticky shield. You could. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ref- the the more reflective is a little yeah. bit better. If you want it that. to look nice, want it to look really nice, you could probably go with the lava. The the big question though, Which uh, we did a blog on that recently. Yeah. The the <laughs> one thing in here, and I kind of forgot i just i completely botched this question shane and i feel terrible oh it's nine o'clock and i i'm going to go drink myself to safety Uh okay just kidding 
Uh, the question, actually, and I botched it, was he asked about the industrial lava shield. And the one thing I'm going to shoot out to you guys out there listening to this podcast is we do make industrial products. But what you need to know is that it, it has some different sizing and some of the uh, directions are very different. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about covering exhaust, which we can take up on another thing. But you want to make sure if you're looking for an automotive part that you stay in the automotive lane, if you will, yes. on our website. And yes, the Lava Shield will work on that. We do recommend a little bit more of a reflective product, which is our Sticky Shield. And if you are going to take the intake off and cover it, it is the IM Shield for Hemi mm-hmm. or Hellcat mm-hmm. and Demon mm-hmm. as we get into Halloween. Yeah, we, we have, have those to talk as well. So those are our questions that I pulled from the question bin today, and uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that looks good. That's all I got for a Friday. What's going down? I don't know. What's for lunch today? In and out, because Patrick can't have it. I'll go to In and Out. It's a good idea. Yeah, well, we can go to In and Out. It was funny how. Man, I'm really getting off a tangent here. It was funny how that that new canes. Uh-huh. Do you guys have canes in Florida? Raising canes? No. It's a chicken but, uh, place. I've, I've ate it one. I think I ate it one in Ohio mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. You might have. We have a little area that has In-N-Out, Del Taco, and uh, Raising, Raising Canes. canes yeah. Raising Cane's be in the new... Carl's Jr.'s across the street yeah. and uh, Chick-fil-A's across yeah, the street. It's all one little... Yeah, a, a busy little street. Yeah. But, man, Raising Cane's is super busy for like two weeks, but the line at In-N-Out never got got down. Mm-hmm. Now you go over there, Raising Cane's, sorry, Raising Cane's, Line's it's gone. dead, yeah. and In-N-Out's line is, is longer. back to the street again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're hitting... I, I'll, I'll hit In-N-Out today. Yeah. I definitely will. Now, for... To be fair on like that, because I know like with anything when you're dealing with fried chicken, and this makes me wonder, to people go, if you're if you're taking it it's like the drive-through and you're instantly and you're going any amount of distance to get it back to where you're gonna eat it, it's tough for that any fried chicken product to still stay nice, crispy, tasty. Oh uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's you know, uh, you know, I like how can, Kentucky Fried Chicken puts. Of, sorry, Kentucky Fried put, Chicken uh, puts their little chicken sandwich in that little foil bag, and it stays really warm. True. Yeah, we had one yesterday. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Extra pickles on mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was disappointed. I, I pulled off the trifecta when I was out in Ontario. I ate at uh, I ate at, uh, Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Yes. At Jack in the Box tacos. Yeah. Carl's Jr. And it's neat. They have hmm. the mini tacos. Yeah. I ate at In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. I got my wiener schnitzel trip in, so I had yes. the trifecta. Oh, I get nice. the the, I guess it would be the superfecta or quadfecta with eating at Del Taco while I was out there. Too. Oh, yeah. You, you know, Del Taco has its place. Mm-hmm. I love going to Del Taco on our way to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It just seems oh, like... Oh, that, that one's a little bit shady, that one. It on the is, way to Vegas. but it, I mean, it's like... In, in you're, Victorville? You're flipping a coin, a Shane, shady. but it's still, it's part yeah. of the trip. 
I think we had to stop at the next stop at the Alien Fresh Jerky to use the toilet, everybody, after that Del Taco trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you need an excuse, true. Like that yeah. excuse to stop at the Alien Jerky place. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah. You see there. a giant jerky place, yeah. be it a roadside stand or whatnot, you got to stop for that. That's there, were, there, was some, there were some desert explosions that trip, and they weren't testing nukes anymore out there in, no. in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, that Baker, California, for anybody that uh, can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Del Taco in Barstow and mm. Baker is probably another hour and a half yeah. on the freeway, depending yeah. on how fast you drive and how yeah. the traffic is. Right, you know, thankfully, we have Hardee's here. So, I mean, oh, that's right. Yeah, so you have a Carl so Jr. Because right now they've got the adult swim meal. Uh-huh. Well, do you have the, do, you, I mean, do they call it the double Western bacon cheeseburger? Yeah. Hardy's, yes. yeah, all the names, everything's the same. The it's name's just different the same. name on the, on the door. Yeah. Okay. On the, on the oh, sign. And by the way, it's like a mix of money brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, shout out to Buddy One, who's one of my son's friends that listens to us all the time. So if you're listening, Caleb, thank you. Uh, we're out of here, Shane. If you want to send us an email, social at heatshieldproducts.com. Yeah, send us a question. If you want to just reach out to us and say what's up, DM us on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram yeah. answering questions, and I really appreciate everybody uh, you know, sending those in. Mm-hmm. If you got a question about uh, a product and you don't want to just put it on a post or anything, just DM us, man. We'll... We'll answer. We're actually real people here. Yeah. So uh, you can do that. Check out our website, and please check out our YouTube channel. We've been um, posting some new stuff on there, and and Shane does break into Shane Wilkie's garage. Blake Wilkie. Did I say Shane Wilkie? Wow. Blake Wilkie. I need coffee. Uh, Blake Wilkie's garage. So, Patrick, thank you for joining us this morning. A pleasure as always. We'll... uh, We'll let you go and have a good weekend, and we'll see uh, talk to everybody soon. Thank see you. you on the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.